Our theme for this Advent is bringing joy to the world, and in going through this theme, what we've done is we've kind of hijacked the good old Christmas carol, Joy to the World. We've kind of taken a look at each verse, and what does each verse have to say to us? Um, Joy to the World was composed by Isaac Watts way back in the 1700s, so it's been around for quite a while, and Isaac Watts wrote this out of Psalms 98, so the first week we kind of looked at Psalms 98, but just as a reminder, in case you haven't uh, remember, I'm not going to sing the actual words to the song, but it was just kind of remind you of some of the words of the, to the chorus. So the first chorus, very familiar, joy to the world, the Lord has come, let earth receive her king, let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing. And so the first Sunday of Advent, we talked about if we're going to bring joy to the world, we need to make room for the King in our own heart. We need to make room for Him in our life. If we don't make room here, we're not going to be able to make room as we move out there. And we saw in the story of Mary and Joseph and how they made room for the King. And that sometimes when we make room for the King in our lives, it can mess up our plans right? Just like Mary and Joseph. Then last Sunday, uh, verse 2, joy to the world, the Savior reigns, let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. And we talked about there how important it is for us to recognize that Jesus is king and that he is reigning. And we looked at Ephesians 1 and 2 where Paul tells us that um, God has seated Christ at his right hand far above all rule and authority and God has placed Jesus' head over everything for the church, and that we are the fullness of Christ. And it's important for us to remember and, and recognize that Jesus reigns and that he is over all things for us, the church, because Paul also tells us that God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Christ at his right hand, which means we have authority over all things because of Christ. We, I don't have it of myself, and we don't have it just because we're, you know, cool people or anything. We have all authority and all power because we are seated with Christ, and it is Christ who has all the authority. So this week, we're going to look at verse 3, and verse 3 goes like this. Remember this, no more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but whenever you sing uh, choruses at Christmas time, sometimes you just sing them and you've been singing them so often you know the words that you don't even think about what they mean. I mean, have you ever done that? I mean, I got a couple of you shaking your head. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, this is one of these verses that, oh, I, you, you sing it so often that you just kind of like, you forget about what, it, what it's about or what in the world is the composer trying to say here? 
Because basically what the composer is, is saying is this. Don't let thorns infest the ground. He's a gardener, right? So let's go out in our gardens. Okay, maybe our gardens are a little uh, chilly right now. But we know that if you're a gardener, you don't want thorns in there. There's another place you don't want thorns, but you find thorns as if... I know there's a number out here that are deer hunters, and if you're walking through the woods and you ever run into a thorn bush, it's not very fun because it gets stuck on your coat and your you know pants and all that kind of stuff, and sometimes it knocks your glasses off. I mean, like that's what has happened to me at least. But thorns infesting the ground are not fun. But for us today. In order for us to bring joy to the world, we need to get rid of the thorns. And as it said in the first part of that verse, no more let sin and sorrow grow. So if we're going to bring joy to the world, we we need to get rid of that sin and sorrow stuff and not let thorns grow. And the reason why is this, because he comes to make his blessing flow. So Jesus, the king, who reigns over all, is making his blessing flow. And not just certain areas, as the writer of Joy to the World says, wherever the curse may be found. Think about that a minute. Where is the curse found? Everywhere. Right? So when Adam and Eve ate of the tree, they disobeyed God. Sin came into the world, and the curse of sin and death infested all of the earth. Yet, joy to the world because the king makes his blessing flow throughout every area where the curse is found. Jesus came, and we know this, the reason why we celebrate Christmas is because the Messiah has come and this, then we get right to Easter, and we got the death and resurrection, where Jesus conquers the curse. He conquers sin and death, and he makes his blessing flow throughout all of the earth. Remember this song comes from Psalm 98, and so in verses 1, 2, and 3 of Psalm 98, listen to what the psalmist says. Sing to the Lord a new song. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. He has made his blessings flow wherever the curse is found. 
Salvation is all about deliverance or being liberated or preserving somebody from harm. And so salvation is from our God and righteousness is all about justice. It's all about being just or the right acts. And then we have his love and his faithfulness that are talked about in Psalm 98, which is just being trustworthy and faithful. That is what God has brought. That is what our Lord has brought, the blessing of the Messiah. This is what the Messiah brings to all of the earth. And we see it even in the Gospel of John where John says this very familiar verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. The Apostle John wants us to know that the Messiah has come to make his blessings flow wherever the curse may be found. Later on in John, John, Jesus, uh, John records Jesus saying this, I, Jesus, have come that they may have life and have it to the full. This is righteousness. This is salvation. This is faithfulness. This is abundance of life. This is the promise of the Messiah that he has come to make his blessings flow wherever the curse may be found. So, getting back to the beginning, don't let thorns infest the ground. It's time for sin and sorrow to be gone from our life because Jesus has already conquered sin and death. Don't let the thorns infest the ground. And the reason why we need to not let the thorns infest the ground is because it keeps us from bringing joy to the world. You see, Jesus did a crazy thing. Or Jesus commissioned us to bring joy to the world. Jesus already did it. Yep, he, he already did it. Death, resurrection, he came, joy to the world. But then he says, okay, church, which we are, we learned last week, we are the fullness of Christ. Now, Go, you go, bring joy to the world. We looked even at Ephesians 2, chapter, or verse 10 last week, one of my favorite verses where, where Paul says, we are all masterpieces, and we are all created in Christ Jesus to walk in good works which God planned. We are all created in Christ Jesus to Bring joy to the world. Each one of us, we're part of the body, but each one of us has gifts and talents and passions. And God has given those to you so that you can bring joy to the world. So, let's keep the thorns from infesting the ground. 
Hebrews 12, 1 is also familiar where the writer to the Hebrews tells us to throw off everything that hinders in the sin that so easily tangles. He's saying the same thing. Don't let the thorns infest the ground. And so as we know, there's two things. There's sin. So don't let sin entangle you, but also throw off everything that hinders. There are, again, we've talked about this before, there are good things in this world that can hinder us from bringing joy to the world. They appear good, but they end up being thorns and they keep us from doing what God has called us to do. So what are some thorns? Um, Paul has a great list of thorns in Colossians chapter 3, and I'm not going to have the verses on the screen, but I'm just going to read starting with verse 1, where Paul says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you have died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. And then he says this, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Here we go. Sins and thorns. Paul lists them. Sexual immorality. Impurity. Lust. Okay, now it's getting a little more personal. Evil desires. Evil desires is not just like, uh, I want to kill that person. Evil desire is desiring anything against anybody else. Greed, which Paul calls idolatry because greed is when our possessions and our finances become more important than God and His kingdom. Paul says, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming And he says, you used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived. And there's more. And then he says this, but now you must also rid yourselves of such things as these. Some of these might get a little more personal. Anger. Mm. Rage. That's just a little more intense anger. Malice. Yeah, intentionally you want to do somebody harm. Slander, where you're talking about somebody. Filthy language that comes from your lips. Do not lie to each other. The reason why we don't lie to each other and do these things is because you have taken off your old self with its practices and you put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge and in the image of the Creator. No more let sin and sorrow reign. Do not let thorns infest the ground. Because he, the king, is making his blessings flow wherever the curse is found. Jesus tells us of some things that are thorns In the Sermon on the Mount, there's a whole list. I encourage you to read the Sermon on the Mount. If you haven't for a while, it's Matthew 5 through 7. He he does talk about 
For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. So don't, don't store up treasures here. Store them up in heaven, because here's the deal. You can't serve two masters. If your focus is on storing up treasures here, whatever those treasures may be, I'm not going to label them. You can think about them. If that's your goal, and it's more important than storing up treasures in heaven, you can't serve two masters. It's impossible. If you try, then thorns will infest the ground. Matthew 6.25, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. And he goes on, what you will eat or drink, about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Jesus is telling us here, don't worry about the day-to-day life stuff. That's when sorrow sets in. That's when thorns infest the ground. We are to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then he will take care of all that stuff. It's what we talked about a few months ago about Philippians 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Don't be Anxious, don't worry about anything by prayer and petition. So when we worry, we get anxious. And when we get anxious, sorrow sets in. And sometimes sin happens and thorns infest. And so here, here's, here's a way a thorn gets into your life is when you are worrying. Don't. Pray. Give it all to God. Trust Him. Sometimes I know that's easier said than done, but Jesus is challenging us to remember. Remember we talked about this again. He reigns over all. Everything. He reigns. He's the king. We are part of his kingdom. Live as one who is part of his kingdom. Peter challenges us in 1 Peter um, to be holy. He tells us to be holy because he's actually reciting a couple of passages in Leviticus where God says, be holy for I am holy. And so Peter says this, he says, as obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do, for it is written, be holy because I am holy. So you get the picture there. It's of obedient children, not conforming to these desires out there. It's not letting thorns infest the ground. And to be holy, we we know this, to be holy means to be set apart. It's not about perfection. It's not about living a perfect life and getting it all right. I mean, we're human. We are going to make mistakes. But it's having the mindset that uh, my, my life is separate. My life is set apart. 
heart. I am just visiting this place. And so everything I do in my life, I'm going to live it from the perspective of the king. And as Paul says in Colossians 3 that we just read a few minutes ago, set your mind and your heart on things above where Christ is. That's being holy. That's being set apart. So let us be holy And if our culture says that it's about more stuff and more money and more possessions, and if the culture says it's about me, no, 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 no. I choose to be holy and it to be about God and about others and about generosity and about noticing the poor Noticing those on the margins and being intentional about spreading the blessing wherever the curse is found. Again, that's what we're supposed to do. So again... Jesus comes to make his blessing flow far as the curse has found. And you, brother and sister in Christ, you, we, have the glorious opportunity to make his blessing flow wherever we go. So, bring joy to the world. Make room in your heart for the King. Recognize that Jesus is Lord of all. He is head over everything. And that you and I, the church, we have been seated with Him at the right hand of God. And remember that we have been tasked with bringing joy to the world. So let us, brothers and sisters, partner together and go into all the world. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Thank you, uh, Father, that um, in your great master plan, (laughs) you you chose um, us church to carry out your mission to the world. I pray that you would give us boldness and that wherever the curse is found that we would go and just bring your blessing. Give us boldness. Help us to Walk in unity. And I pray, Father, that your spirit would move in a powerful way and that we would begin to see lives changed in this area. That as we move into our community, give us opportunities, Father, to talk to people about you to tell them about the blessing of your salvation. 
We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.